Hello and welcome to the Hunters Hub, the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. Did it right for the first time in like four months. Uh, this is your host, Fort Juan, <laughs> joined by Sasha. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. I got all my work done really early this weekend, so I have surprising extra free time and feels really nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is my first weekend without the kids on the uh, school schedule where I don't have kids every other weekend. So I uh, played a lot of games today and that was it. No, actually, that's not true. I went to the I went to Walmart. And I bought a bunch of glue traps again because I ran out of glue traps because I have caught four mouse mice and I've caught a fifth one today. You just need to do what the. uh folks i've seen on alone do and just make one of those uh stick in rock traps that when they mess with the trigger mechanism it just no and the glue traps have been very effective i have caught like i said five mice now with mm-hmm. them and then they just they get stuck and then i end their life very quickly and it's over have you checked where they're breaking into your house from like you got opening somewhere it doesn't have to be very big. Uh, no, I, I I know I know where they like to go, so that's how I've been catching them. But I I don't know where they're coming in at. It's an old house. Like it could be through the basement. Anyway. There's there's all sorts of I you, I can just see them when I'm mowing, like a crack here or there. Oh, yeah. They could get through. Mowing was fun last week. It was like a freaking wildlife excursion. Because all the animals running away. Well, yeah, there was like a rabbit that sprinted off at one point. There was a little like mole that mm-hmm. was trying to scurry away into the grass, right in like the path that I was already going mm. in. And I was like, uh, let me go around. And then there were like two or three toads in the lawn, too. One that was like right in my path. So I just turned off the mower and I went and got him and put him in the garden. Hmm. Nice. Um. He's. I know. I. I mean, we found toads every once in a while at my own, uh, my parents' house, but uh, the fun ones were find the leopard frogs. Mm-hmm. You ever seen those? Yeah. It's like huge, that big. I mean, bullfrogs are obviously bigger, but like, you know, four or five inch leopard frog. You're like, man, that's huge. Um. Welcome, Ace, by the way. Hi. <laughs> um, so t- today, um, we're going to be talking more about this Baldur's Gate news and controversy and stuff. Um, like a more pointed discussion about it. Um, not necessarily, I, I don't want to, I just kind of want to have a discussion on the merits of what people are saying and what's going on. There's several things going on. There's obviously the one that uh, we talked about a little bit about last week, which was the developers having issues and yada, yada developers chiming in against Linarian games, I guess, uh, which I don't know. I don't think uh, we'll, we'll get into that, but then there's also been stuff about it being sexist and racist and all sorts of stuff. Now, those, uh, I feel, they those are not as um, 
uh, let's say, thought out complaints, as people are saying. Um, but it does stem to, uh, and, and Pan, I know she isn't listening, but Pan uh, would have immediately referred to my Orcs article that I did because it literally has the same issues. The exact same issues of people essentially transposing their own lives into fantasy creatures mm -hmm. and then expecting people to follow that logic. So, uh, yeah, I've watched a lot of stuff on Baldur's Gate and I've been playing it. Um, oh, goodness. What am I at now? Uh, 15 hours. Okay. <laughs> so. I am not through act one. I do not believe. I don't know if it has a traditional act structure where it's just like end of act one. Here's act two. Um, but I have not made it to the city yet of Baldur's Gate. So. I am still in the uh, getting to the city part portion of the mm -hmm. game. Okay. Uh, it's been fun though, and and Sasha, um, I know you do want to play it, but this is this is up your alley, one hundred percent. I I'll I have this feeling that I'm gonna like Baldur's Gate more than Starfield. Like it's there's this thing in the back of my head that says you've been waiting for Starfield, and the sleeper hit for you is gonna be Baldur's Gate, and I'm really excited it's coming I, to Xbox. I I could see that because because it's got all of the makings of the dialogue trees and the interesting choices that you are yes. just keen to do. You can make weird characters. There oh, is yes. can't wait for that. You can also do the prefab characters. You can be any one of the characters that are part of your party instead. So if you're like, I don't want to be so, like, on the box art, they have, like, the, the white-haired elf that's, like, hey, hey looking at... You, you can be him. You can be the wizard. You can be the Githyanki girl. You, the green girl. Sorry. Um, also, I just want to say this right now. Most of the videos I watched really, really annoyed me. Because they kept calling... I don't remember her... Linne or something, whatever her name is, that is the on the box art. They kept calling her an orc. She is not an orc. They say it immediately in the text all the time that she is Githyanki. All the time. It's not like, it's not like, hell, it was just one weird lore thing back here. Constant things about calling her that race. And most people were still getting it wrong. They just saw green and they called her Nork. That's the racism that's happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, going. Um, anything. Oh no, there's ogres too. The ogres are orange-ish, orangish brown. Ah, I've so seen Shrek's cousins. Two, two ogres so far. Um, I've had to kill one. Uh, the other one. Um, I had a very difficult time. Mm -hmm. I it wanted me to fight him. Uh, I could not fight him. Plus his 30 goblin friends and one hobgoblin. Like it was. Uh, it was a fight I was never going to be able to win. Yeah. So I had to find a way it. around it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. 
We'll get, we'll get there. I, I don't want to go anything spoiler for you, Sasha, but I have not got far enough to what I would consider it to be like super spoiler territory. Yeah, it sounds like you're still in what Bioware would consider a demo. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I have started my first romance path, though. It started. Um, okay. It hasn't gone anywhere other than uh, making out all night in that scenario, which was really funny to me because I am playing a dwarf. Of course I am. Because I'm a dwarf. I yeah, love I, I wasn't even going to ask. I kind of just assumed. <laughs> she, I don't know if she's a human or an elf. It hasn't really come up yet. I can't really see her ears. Um, so, but she looks like an elf. Um, my hand uh, is twice the width of her waist. And I noticed this when we rolled over and I was like <laughs> palming her back. And I was like, holy cow. My hand is huge compared to her. Um, but she's a lot taller than me, so I guess it works out. Um, I'm wide and she's tall, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so so the uh, the sexist thing, um, I don't have... This one was just a lot of people saying, uh, like, the fantasy armor thing. Um you know, I don't think oh, is that today their first day playing a fantasy game. Like, I mean, I guess there like was some Baldur's Gate would be the first game to do that. Yeah, um, there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of like uh, complaints about um, people not liking. Uh, I, I'm just going to call it like, the Get the Yankee Girl. I don't remember her name. She's a plot character that isn't in my party all the time. She's just at base camp when I go back. Um, she's very mean and aggressive as a personality. Um, Gamora? So it's just Gamora? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, let's just All call right. her Gamora. There cool. we go. All right. She's she's Gamora. She's she's green and she's aggressive. So like people are calling her like calling her sexist because all 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 strong women have to be aggressive. I'm, I'm like, let me. They are pulling from a lore that exists. And if you don't know the lore that exists, that's fine. The game is trying to introduce you to that lore. But they do very much, very much, very much lay the ground for her race, the Githyanki, being A, violent, B, very military-focused, and C, very action-oriented. So... When your character is like, I'd like to talk about this, and she's like, shut your trap and get moving, you know, comes off as rude, but that's what she would say, or she's going to kill you. Like, it's just, it's just the way that it is. Like, in line with what you should expect, yeah. Yeah. Do you want her to, to, to act out of character? She, her to be like this, like, sweet... Not... I feel like the people who have an issue with that are probably the same people who don't like Morrigan from Dragon Age Origins, who didn't like Aveline in Dragon Age 2. Yeah. Like, the, there's a certain, like, subservient role that they're expecting from female characters, and damn the culture, the background that that character might have that contributes to their mm -hmm. 
dialogue, yeah. their character traits. Yeah, or, or or anything about them that makes them unique, right? Like just just any yep. sort of and and that's that's uh that's something that I can attest having played a bit too is it's very clear that um none of these characters are like two dimensional. I would dare not call them three dimensional. They're like seven dimensional. There are so many things going on with every character. Um and it's not just like, oh, I'm part of this thing. So like I do this one thing like it's like I'm part of this race and this thing and I do this thing and I'm from this place, which means I like there's like where they come from, who they are, what they're associated with, who they're associated. Like there's so many levels to every character. And that's what I, I really like about this, because it doesn't feel like very one dimensional, which would make me feel like that is not sexist. And a lot of the party members that you can get are female uh, i think it's almost an even split um i've interacted with several um female characters in the game and none of them have felt um one-dimensional in any sense nor have the male characters well that's good i feel like doing there, when you say a one-dimensional character my mind goes to like Miranda in Dragon yeah. or in Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Like that is a sexist character. That like I do not enjoy her as a character. I look at her and I'm like, you are created from the male gaze. You are like exactly what I do not want in a party member. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. I don't I don't care about your boohoo like first world problems and how perfect you are. Like I think she's a one-dimensional character, so... I mean, I didn't romance her, so I, I don't have any insight into that either. Although, I, I do like Chuck, and she is voiced by Yovana Drakovich, which was in Chuck. But that's it! That's all I know about her. And she was, yeah, genetically created to be perfect. Perfect. And she's, like, upset about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that those are the types of characters that people who are complaining about Baldur's Gate 3 are actually mm-hmm. looking for. Well, the, the well clearly, the perfect girl. they're a woman, so they're supposed to be there for male entertainment. What are you talking about? That's their only purpose in games. Oh, the only entertainment so far I've seen in Baldur's Gate 3 is my arch nemesis, Volo. When I say my arch nemesis, I mean there is a D&D character called Volo, and he has the Volo's Guide to Monsters, which does the monster ecologies after I did them, but they're official. Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, why isn't your like monster like in Volo's Guide to This? Because like, A, I wrote it before Volo's Guide to This. B, um, I'm not Volo, and I'm not Wizards, and these are my ideas. And see, Volo can suck it. And you know what? I had to save Volo. I should have let the, the goblins eat him, but he was the only damsel in distress that I've seen so far. And he was an old bard. He's not even a freaking wizard. He's a bard. <sighs> I mean, but he's telling stories, right? Like, 
Yeah, but he's he's supposed to be documenting their culture and he's doing it in a very stupid way. It's like being like um I don't know, David Attenborough, but like David Attenborough is like going up and smacking the fish as he's talking to it. Like he literally gets in there and gets captured by the goblins. Yes. Dandelion. He is dandelion. He's essentially dandelion. He's like, I'm going to learn about the goblins by being captured by them. (laughs) You didn't think this was a good idea? Like, did you think this through, Mr. Volo? Did you? (laughs) Did you? I'm going to write a great song about it. Essentially, yes. That's exactly the way he is. And then I, I hate that he is the quote-unquote unofficial guide to monster ecology in the D&D universe. And yeah, no. No thanks. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> the, um, the, the This also doesn't have a lot of merit, but the racist thing, uh, specifically what I saw, is there was someone who uh, was very upset about how the tieflings were being treated. And if you're unaware, tieflings are a race of people who are like part demon because they have demon bloodline in them and they are being treated poorly by uh the druids of the grove because the druids are trying to like they're they're all being pressured by this goblin camp this goblin camp just basically wants to wreck everyone's shit and kill them and take everything Uh And they don't have the forces to not have that happen. So the druids are like, hey, so instead of fighting, we're just going to cast a spell that's going to like shoot up roots and protect everyone. That isn't except for the the tieflings because they're dirty and not natural. So we can't have them here. So we have to kick them out. And there's a whole refugee like line caravan of tieflings staying in this grove at the time Mm -hmm. they're like but you're just going to throw us to the goblins if you do that like i don't what are you supposed to do so there's some tension there uh which is really funny to me uh that my friend i talked about who wanted to play with me she didn't know the plot this is very early this is super early in the game like literally like game starts you do a couple things and then this is the first thing you find is this conflict uh and or could find i guess it is a bit open um but (laughs) she made a tiefling druid which is both so (laughs) she was like oh no what did i do (laughs) but you you have that choice so you don't you don't really know but um so the racism part is they're being treated like subhuman or not equal because of them being tieflings um which I mean, I, you know in the that's realm a bummer of, but it's that's to me good writing like good layered writing in the game mm-hmm. and is it not present in other games skyrim is for the nords like <laughs> hear yeah, that shit so, for hundreds of hours like you get called outlander all through morrowind because you're if you're not a dark elf like you Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like every every game with any type of good lore and is going to have elements of social like 
social strife, like classism, sexism, racism. Yeah. I don't see that that's a bad thing to have in your game. If Well, where, where this came from is there was a user who was, um, I don't know if they're American, but you know, they're, they're, they're black. I, I think they're African American. I don't know if they're American, but you know, Anyways, they they mentioned that they felt like uh, they felt uncomfortable dealing with this situation because it felt very close to home for for black people, for her that she experienced and that kind of stuff. And it's hard to. It's it's hard to skirt that line because, A, tieflings aren't real. Um, They're not a real people. They're not they're not even doing the same kind of thing that you know american you know society dealt with they're not even close to that and then i get like if something kind of hits you in a certain way and you can feel bad about it but you just call it racist because they were doing something that is just part of like what that world is like i don't i don't get why call it racist i mean i get why you could feel uncomfortable for sure i but. i agree with you i think that there's a difference between this triggers emotions in me or triggers an emotional response in me and that is valid to feel that way but for it to be racist would to be like the intention of the writers when they wrote this tiefling storyline was to make any person who's ever felt a victim othered. of racism, yeah, othered in any way, mm-hmm. like to make them feel bad. Like that's what I yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's what I want. That that's how it would be racist, but that's not what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, it is the emotional response, and then your decision to make an impact in the world of the game is what they're looking for. So, like, yeah, yeah you've got that res- you've got that emotional response, what you do with it. Whether you choose to play the game or choose to shelf it and never come back to it, that that's up to you. But it doesn't make the writers racist. Yeah, yeah well, like, no, it does. Life. So, or I should say, art often imitates life, and sometimes vice versa. And I think to just mm-hmm. take it that way is sort of like missing missing the trees for the fence. I think is the saying because like. The force through the trees? Yeah, yeah. that, or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> because, like, what if that was their intention to, you know, have you feel that way? And not necessarily even just because your skin color is a certain way. Just in general, they could be trying to get you that sort of reaction if, and that perspective in you to want to make a path. If that was change. their intention, they wouldn't they wouldn't allow you to create any race with almost any skin color and then force you into a narrative that would make you feel that way instead of, or force you down that direction. That's even like, as far as I understand optional, Mm -hmm. right? Like as far as I understand, you can bypass that whole area. Um, I find this to be really interesting because obviously it's probably a lot more fleshed out with this being like a triple A brand new next gen title, but in well, New Vegas, like we'll, you have we'll get to this Kaisers, later. 
but they're not AAA. They're an independent studio. But yeah. Well, the attention it's getting anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes. so like in New Vegas, you have Kaiser's Legion, who like doesn't accept women to be anything but cattle and slaves. Mm-hmm. So if you play as a female character, like the way that they talk to you when you encounter them. And if you join them is so fundamentally different than the way that you experience it as a male character. And I don't remember anybody crying out about like how sexist and racist this game was. And it's the same if you you play as a, a character with like not white skin. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and part of that is it's it's played off as bad, too. Like they don't even. They, like you can be the person that steps up and be like, "Hey, um, they're people too. You can't do this to them." Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Right. So, like, the game even gives you the option to acknowledge that this is bad, or you could just be a dick and and just be racist too. Like, that gives you that that. I mean, there's that as well. Um, there's this part that I find so I, I a little aside from my own experience. Um, I have seen no other dwarves. I have only seen um, Jurgar, which are dark dwarves, which is a different kind of dwarf. They're like uh, underground dwarf, like underdark dwarves. But there's been no other surface dwarves except for the one that was roasting on a spit in the do- goblin camp. <laughs> and there was a dwarven option to be like, I'm going to kill all of you for roasting one of my kin or... The other Lily says, like, if you have like a a um, skill or something that pertains to your your race or whatever, it'll put it in parentheses beside your dialogue option, and it's giving you that choice because you have that thing or you do that thing. Um, what the one there was two options when I saw the dwarf on the spit, and the first dwarf option was give me some of that, and I was like, is it implying that dwarves are cannibals? Like. So my only interaction as another dwarf is cannibalism right now. Like I, I am a little confused right now. <laughs> and the other one was, I'm going to kill all of you for killing my can or, or the kind of vibe. It wasn't that ex- exact wording, but like basically attack them for killing a dwarf. And, uh, I went with a total different option of, I'm not going to start a fight because there's literally 40 of you in this camp and I won't win this fight. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, I, I get in, uh, even though that was not to what I talked about, like that situation, I was in a situation later on where all the people in that camp were mad at me from something else I did. And that's the fight they were trying to get me to do. And I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I got to find a way out. Like I had to, I had to find an alternate route to leave the area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I guess, uh, like, that's also part of role-playing, I think. Like, if you mm -hmm. were to, okay, I see my, like, my kin on the spit here, and I know I can't handle this shit right now, but maybe later I can. Right? Like, now I've I've got this personal side goal, side quest that I've added to this game that, you know, necessarily wasn't a part of it, but it is now. Yeah. And so, like, to take this person's response to the tiefling thing like i'm sorry that you've you are that triggered i you know i am i'm sorry that you feel that triggered but it doesn't make the writers racist means the writers Mm -hmm. did a good job eliciting an emotional response from you right 
And it, it um, that's, yeah, I don't personally like Game of Thrones, but all of the crazy, terrible stuff that happens in, in Game of Thrones, it doesn't make anyone who wrote it or did the show or acted those roles any bit of what happened in that show. They're portraying a story. We're telling a story right. for entertainment. And entertainment isn't always making you feel great. Entertainment is also drama and causing drama. Mm. And there has to be conflict for it to be an interesting story. And conflict can be um, pretty rough at times. Like, yeah, I don't know, specifically in the, the, the um, plot of Game of Thrones. I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone in case they care. But I don't know. You catch a brother and sister doing stuff they shouldn't be doing, and then you get pushed I mean, out of the I tower. Don't think, I don't think that's a spoiler. That's episode yep. one. Right. I know. And you get pushed out of a tower and lose lose the uh, ability to walk. Um, but as you a result. gain the sight. Yeah, the sight. Um, so you know, like, and then you plan to become king. No, I refuse to accept that that's that that's what George has in mind. No, that is no. I refuse to accept that. <laughs> oh, you don't want season eight? I always checked out that whole show. Like, no, I I, I refuse to accept anything that has happened in the show past like season three because that's when it stopped aligning with the books. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm a I, I'm a book storyline. That's what I care about, and I refuse to accept that George intends to end the story with Bran, especially not with knowing him knowing how people receive that with HBO doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, it it definitely doesn't reflect on the the creators. They're creating a drama. They're creating a story that we want to care about, and they're not trying to hurt people in the process they're trying to provide entertainment um plain and simple like i don't i know i you know there are some people who will be like okay that was a little rough sorry um or or whatever but there's there's stuff like you can turn off an uh the adult you can turn on an adult filter in this game so you don't see all the um sexy time stuff i guess okay, which why? i have I don't. Why would you turn know. the filter on? What's... I, I didn't, but I haven't <laughs> run into anything either. I, I mean, like literally, the the most steamy things got is I uh, made out with a girl that I was pursuing in the game, and then also um, the thief uh, made a joke about us doing things, and then had that weird like. Pfft, us haha no ew no i would never do that no <laughs> like like the uh, overreaction thing um that was fun uh the wizard has also hit on me um and the, that that happened and uh yeah that's it so far i've heard that you can walk in on a uh hobgoblin and an ogre getting it on them i haven't seen that yet but I think that's been... Which is a massive side I'm pretty sure that's the clip that I was talking about a couple of weeks back. That's the one that yeah, was going Yeah, where they're like, whoa! Uh, yeah. But I imagine the filter uh, exists so that, you know, streamers and content creators can safely mm-hmm. have uh, 
their content put up online and not get demonetized. Yeah. But I haven't run into anything too graphic of a sexual nature yet. Now, violence, yeah, I've, I've run into some stuff. Some gross stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of where the race thing ends. It just does. It doesn't hold a lot of water, in, in my opinion, at all. I mean, I get where an individual can come from and feel bad about something, but it doesn't. Well, did you at all? S- it's not to discount the way you feel, but it doesn't yeah. make the writers racist. Right. Right. Just like Judy so, Garland's roles doesn't necessarily make her racist. I don't know if you saw that fourth one, but that was popping up this past week. Hmm. Bunch of no, you it unless it's game related, I most of the time miss it, as you know. Yeah, someone had brought up how Judy Garland was involved in at least one movie where she did blackface, but like she was also being horribly abused and drugged during that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so that wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. entirely on her. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very different time period, too. I'm not saying that it was okay. I'm just saying, like, um, it's not... <sighs> people were doing things that were really bad, but they didn't understand how bad it was, too. Well... There's also certain people, certain uh, country singers who, as recently as 2015, have also done blackface. Mm -hmm. So, I would say it's not necessarily... Racism is ageless. Yeah. It is. It exists all times. Um, So... you gotta sort of kick in shoes sometimes because sometimes it's not that. You gotta recognize. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm I'm learning a, a lot about uh reconnecting with my tribe recently. I'm learning a lot about uh the 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 ways in which the, the government has been very racist to my tribe, unfortunately. <laughs> And natives in general. Yeah, I was just so, gonna say. I mean, I'd argue all tribes. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I. It starts. Yeah. The the knowledge started with ours and it grew into. Oh, actually, all of them. Uh, I think. I've been sort of watching uh, indigenous creators on TikTok too. Uh, hmm thing i'm gonna try to start using the term clans because tribes is apparently a very european or like eastern view eastern term to refer to indigenous people uh that that depends on the indigenous people uh we call ourselves a tribe we have since i was a kid we also call ourselves, we also have clans. Clans mean a different thing uh, because clans are a subset mm-hmm. of the organization. Uh, kind of like major families in the tribe. Yeah. 
And um, specifically, we called ourselves a nation uh, in other wording. But that really depends on the individual's, uh, you know, the individual, you know, I guess if you want to call them clan or tribe or whatever, that's that's all different based on different mm-hmm. people. So uh, yeah, if you're the the people that you're listening to want to call themselves clans, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm in a clan as well under the tribe, but we don't have enough people to represent all of the clans. Yeah, you should watch. uh, We don't. Che Jim on TikTok. I think you'd like his content. Mm -hmm. He's pretty funny. I mean, I have the TikTok now. I do not use it. It's on the computer uh, Mm because I still am using Facebook Reels, which I still understand are just reposts of TikToks mostly. But and I mostly still watch the guy who does like the 1950s baking recipes like that guy cracks me. That guy is funny. I I love him. Um, So the other the other issue and probably the the bigger and meatier one uh, that we're going to talk about today is the one that's been going around a lot, which is the uh, discussion about. Baldur's Gate 3 as a game being what it is as far as like how successful it is, uh, how it is a culmination of Lanarian Studios work um, up to this point. It's a very 15 hours in. I'm not done. I will say it's an exquisitely good game on many fronts. The look I'm, but I gave it. I, there is a story mode which make it easier, but um, I do oftentimes have to reload battles like thirty or forty times because they didn't go my way. Um, and I'm playing on quote unquote balanced mode. I'm not playing on challenging mode. Um, so there's stuff like that because it is a random chance game. It is D and D. I mean, first and foremost, this is using fifth edition D and D rules. It is you are rolling dice. Mm-hmm. And I do like the dice rolling. The dice rolling is actually really cool because it tells you, uh, well, I wish it did it in battle more because it doesn't do it in battle. But when you're doing like a skill check or something, it's like, hey, here's the number you have to get. Here's all your bonuses that you can get. Click the roll button and it'll show you the die face and then it'll add them all up. And did you meet it? And you're good. And if you have rerolls, uh, which you can get rerolls through exploring the world and getting inspired by different things, uh, you can reroll to make it better or you can't and you lose that dialogue option or something bad happens or the whole goblin tribe attacks you, which is what's happened to me a couple times. Um, so, <laughs> um, but it's a very well-made game. Um, there are complaints. Um, and I think there are valid complaints. Um, but overall, really great game and a lot of developers are acknowledging that it's been a really great game but also saying hey don't expect this from us don't expect this 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 and this don't expect this this and this and in some cases i agree with the developers that are saying that and in some cases i don't because well they're kind of just dogging on the game at that point for not for being more successful than their game, I guess is what it feels like for some mm-hmm. people. Uh, like I don't have a lot of sympathy for Ubisoft when they chime in and say, Hey, you 
Kendrick, blah, blah, blah. But I also don't follow Ubisoft, so I don't know their situation. Uh, I just know that uh, I don't like most of their games. Uh, <laughs> but it's also obvious they, they get a lot of, uh, let's say, interference from the higher-ups. Uh, which I think is a largely kind of, to me, what I feel is the core problem here is because Lanarian was an independent studio and they knocked it out of the park, they had a wonderful huge budget for this because it was early access. It was, I do believe it wasn't kickstarted. What I think was it kickstarted. I don't remember. I don't remember either. It had funding. It had funding. They had their own funding. It's been an early access and you could have bought this game years ago. Um, and still been playing it as they've been developing it. And it worked out really well for them. And then all the, it seems like a lot of the other developers are just being sort of butthurt on the issue and speaking out. So that's kind of the premise where we're at for the, the big issue with this game that I think does hold some modern in some areas. Uh, so, so what do you, so what are you guys' thoughts on this? I think you're on to something regarding like bigger studios and the interference that they have on creative development. I think it's, it's the same thing that happens with mm. movies like yes. indie movies versus big, big production company movies and like yes. the, the creativity that gets sucked out of big production company movies because they're like, well, you got to put, you know, X, Y, and Z in there and make sure you show the bottle of Pepsi and make sure that we get this Nepo baby in there. And, you know, we check all and, we get, we get the needle drop and all these good things in there. Right. And we can't make the Chinese angry. Cannot. Yeah. We'll pull our versus funding. your classic, like a 24 movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, have at it. Let your creative vision fly. <laughs> so I think I think we're seeing a similar thing happen here that like people in the video game community are having a bit of a light bulb go off that like yeah these smaller indie like studios can still produce AAA quality stuff we should be expecting more from these companies that are going to ask us for $70 for a game and it's yeah. still not done <laughs> and you're going to ask us to pay another 20 or $30 for a DLC pass that essentially gives us the complete game. I would just like to to uh, come right out and say it. I am 100% a shill for Diablo. <laughs> and I bought it uh, when I intended to buy it. And yes. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying this is because uh, the lead designer for Diablo 4 is one of those said people that spoke out in this issue. And one of the people that did come out and say, hey, look... It's a great game, but you got to understand, we can't do that. We can't. That's not our situation, essentially. Yeah. And I get that. I get that. But I am also very intimately aware of what the Diablo 4 team is dealing with and have dealt with. And yes, I would like to have had a better experience right from the get go. I would like to. Um, not feel like a hindrance to my brother when we're playing together and I'm six levels above him with the sorceress. Um, 
you know, like I would like to have a better class balance. I would like to have more content. Uh, and it's very clear that we didn't get that because of all sorts of development problems and probably some development issues themselves, but also definitely interference as well. Uh, and we know some of that interference because we have talked about that a lot of that interference with the lawsuits and the teams losing. And that is 100% on those people that got fired for doing what they shouldn't have been doing. And that is ill affected a game that I have really enjoyed. Um, and despite all that, I still really like the game. I still really, really like it. And I just, I'm just going to see it get better as a result. And it's going to take a longer time. So what's ended up happening is you have Lunarian who has put out this game that is in quote unquote finished, right? And then you have the AAA games, which put it out because it was good enough and they're going to iterate it on to be finished is essentially where we're at. I and think that's so. that that's the big debate among people is like not debate, but that's what most people seem to be upset about is like just release a finished game like Lanarian. And I, I, think, I think that Diablo though is a little bit less of an egregious violation as let's say like a Bethesda game where like I love Bethesda. I, I do, I love them. They're they're my, my one of my top Well, I guys. agree with you. The, but, the, fan, the other fans of Diablo will not agree with you. But yes, I agree with you on this. But to me, like, I have not experienced game-breaking bugs playing Diablo. No, I, have I have not, not. experienced that because I pressed a button before I opened a door. My game is frozen, and now I have to relaunch my whole fucking system. Right? Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, Bethesda's I, super bad at this. But we haven't seen a Bethesda game since the Microsoft takeover yet. So. Right? So my expectation when I say, like, okay, if if Baldur's, Date, Baldur's Gate comes out complete, primarily bug-free, like, with a much smaller budget than Bethesda gives their, their games, I, that game better be perfect. It should be perfect. I'm going to put an asterisk on bug-free. I literally had a bug as Ace, Ace hopped on that I was trying to fix on Baldur's Gate. But, yeah. Yeah. It's mostly bug-free. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, yeah. from all the stuff that I've seen on Baldur's Gate 3, it seems like it's a pretty well-rounded, realized game. And I would say that the stuff that mm -hmm. people are sort of angry about is maybe stuff that they didn't get to do because they're that smaller company. And they can't afford mm -hmm. to, you know, have as many people on crunching as many hours to get yes. all the things that they There's that too. wanted to do that, say, like, Bethesda There's... does. But then also, you know, from what I've seen, they don't Fuck have so. the world isn't de-rendering. They don't have all these mm -hmm. performance issues. Like, I don't. No, my, my I had a so so. Let me well, tell you about the issues launch. that I've had. Like, I've seen a lot of positives on the game. I haven't seen it be broken upon launch, where like the majority of the time it doesn't function. Right or like cyberpunk. Right. It functions. Right? It's not a cyberpunk right. issue. And how yeah, cyber cyberpunk is a great example of this. 
And it's a wonderful example because of how beloved that studio was until Cyberpunk. Like, Cyberpunk just kneecapped CD Projekt Red hard. Like, I don't... I, I, and you know what? You can clearly see what was happening there. Corporate, get this shit out now. You've delayed it enough, right? And then it came out... You didn't delay it enough. Like, (laughs) like that is a wonderful example of what's been happening. And, and this is something that I've been complaining about for years with games is there's so much of an, an emphasis on graphics and the CGI and the animations and all this stuff that we're, yeah, yeah. Ace is nodding his head. I've talked about this so many times. Oh, no, where I, I've talked about it too, and I agree with that. Like, I, I yeah. often go as far as saying, graphics don't fucking matter. You yeah, can, we have chosen style over. You substance. can literally have a game yes. in eight bit. Hell, you could probably even have a game in like just black and white with like pixels. And probably still have it be a groundbreaking game. Right. Well, like I right now, say... my husband's been playing Blasphemous 2. And yes. I'm watching him play that. And I'm like, man, I love this. I love this art style. I, I actually also really like the um, the cutscenes. Kind of remind me of like Dragon Quest or King's Quest or whatever. The, those old right. games. But I love just like it's touched up retro graphics like yeah what we want to say more of that it's not the graphics that are it's graphics aren't what's important it's it's um what am i trying to say it's um aesthetics are what's important yes yes and if you want to go with i there's there's a there is an appeal for the high rendered like like what boulders gate 3 has it looks great when it's Loading all those textures, um, that aesthetic that they have, and the, you know the high fidelity aesthetic is actually really fun to look at in cutscenes. You get to see a lot of detail on characters. Like I, I am mesmerized by tiefling horns in this game. Like they have so many little like intricate details and little like here's like some like the base of the horn has like other little sprouts of horns or like it's like got a crack here. And I'm just like, wow, that's is, that is really good. De- like it's really cool to have like that high fidelity aesthetic, but you don't need that all the time. I am blown away when um, it works right on Diablo. And like the fact that I can leave behind muddy footprints in town because it's raining and that kind of stuff. Like, Yes, the graphics can be cool and can look nice, but like it should be like the last priority in my opinion. Like it feels like it's priority number 1 and I feel like it should be priority like number 70. Like get the game to freaking work. Well, plus like- <laughs> too, with a lot of these games, the higher in the resolution you go, the more space and the more system requirements Ex- that takes up too. And the more expensive, the more pricey, yeah. that's the problem. The more expensive, that's where I really see the problem is like, if you're worried about your budget for games, 
don't try to do the most expensive style that you can go mm-hmm. for the most expensive aesthetic do something else maybe i don't know like yeah, you immediately lose a huge chunk of your audience when the system specs cut off mm-hmm. like how do you expect to sell a certain number of copies if the majority of the people cannot afford to play your game well and and this isn't this isn't a problem that is just on the developer side too right there are the user side that do just I want to make it look super pretty. Like there are the people that do care about the graphics and that's it. And those people blow my mind because it's like, would you, did you like order 1886? No, that game was crap. Did it look great? It looked amazing. The game was awesome. What are you trying to say here? No, you don't want order 1886. You don't want that, but it looked really good. I, (laughs) Stop it. <laughs> You're in a loop. <laughs> like, I just, there are people who do, I think it's a user problem too. Like there has to be some sort of awareness that like, Hey guys, the game doesn't have to look great. You can enjoy wonderful games that don't look like that. Like, yeah, I think shovel night problem is that, you know, stuff like that just to like, married to their own ideas of what they want and what they expect from games. And I think there's certainly a large portion of people that are too invested in graphics. And I think part of that may, may stem from, you know, people building their own PCs and going for the, the highest quality components and spending thousands and tens of thousands of dollars on computers when that's not necessarily I mean, needed to run games nowadays, too. No, but you're right that you spend that this, kind of money to put into your PC. You're not going to turn around and then play, like, I don't know. Solitaire? Yeah, like a, solitaire on it. Like a 3D solitaire. Which is exactly, exactly the first game I played on my $2,500 built PC was Solitaire. So I may be outside of the norm on this. <laughs> But and but I did like uh, I did want to try out at the time Wilson, right? Reason part of the reason why I upgraded in 2020 is I wanted to play Wilson and my specs weren't good enough for Wilson, so I built my I rebuilt my PC, made it better, played Wilson. It sucked. Uh, had all sorts of bugs and shit. It looked good, but it sucked, and I don't play it anymore. But I did build it to get up to that level to, to run that game and also the podcast stuff. Like it, it helps having better rendering. So now I'm just like, Hey, upload that podcast and like walk away instead of it being like two hours. Like it was when I first started doing this, it's like 30 or, minutes. Know, just so. being able to uh, video conference in and record at the same time mm-hmm. and not have the uh, computer mm-hmm. go brain dead, you know? Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. But I mean, there's um, also something funny to be said about getting like a $2,000 PC build and then running Minesweeper. Like, it's never run so smoothly before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I got my new Xbox, and the first thing I did was I went through my game catalog and downloaded the games that I had backwards, uh, like the XS compatibility for, so that I could 
like play my Series X games, I'm not I'm not going to download the other games that I have on my other console on my Series X just just to see them. Ju- yeah, ju- just to, just play them on my Series X. Oh, like, I played the Series I X. I played Minecraft on every console that I've owned. Like it's just something that eventually happens. I haven't done it on this computer yet though. So I might have to do that. I get it. Here. On my Xbox, uh, not my Series X, but my other Xbox, I've had downloaded since the day I bought that Xbox. I've had um, Oblivion, New mm-hmm. Vegas, Fallout 3. Like, there's never delete games on my hard drive. I mean, but that's they're not, fair. They're not going to make it onto my Series X, though. I mean, it's a little different for me because with my computer, it just like, I don't know. I I eventually ended up downloading them because I ended up using them. But like Titan Quest, I keep, I keep, I don't delete that. Like I haven't deleted it uh, yet. And I keep that up to date. Um, Stuff like that. There are, there are games that I do keep on my systems. Um. Although I will say, um, even though Monster Hunter was on my original Switch and my Monster Hunter Switch, my new Zelda one has no Monster Hunter games on it because uh, I'm not playing anything on it that is Monster Hunter. You know what I played the other day on it because I wanted to? Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Might be because the Game Grumps were playing Monopoly and I wanted to play Monopoly. It's always fun watching them so. play against computer and the computer sometimes. Demolishing them. Shitting the bed, sometimes demolishing them. This Mm -hmm. last one was funny with Fabrizio for like all the turns because they were doing auctions only, not buying any property. And then getting second for having one property (laughs) in the end. But then at first acquiring two thousand reacquiring two thousand dollars. Like a madman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I Aaron's joke of alternate win condition. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, th- there are definitely games that that you always want to keep around. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not because of you know oh I just want to see how this looks on the new hardware. It's just like you just like playing that game. You know, sometimes it even looks worse on the new hardware. Uh, I've seen that happen with a couple games. I'm just like, well, I still like it. Still going to play it. And there's there's some things that are like, quote unquote, old and bad physics that are still hilarious, like ragdoll physics. Yeah, that was a that was like a 2000s thing. Like ragdoll physics just crack me up every time. That is not the norm these days, Um, which is sad. It's a big reason why I like Titan Quest to begin with, because ragdoll physics plus inertia plus overpowered damage meant you sent things flying and they went all over the place. Yeah. I mean, um, back in the day, I used to enjoy watching Skate 3 videos and Happy Happy Wheels videos a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh jeez. Is Happy Wheels the one you had like the the dad on a tandem with the little yep. boy? Okay. And then gotcha. Game Grumps played the uh sort of spiritual successor to that. Um I forget what it's called, but it's like a 3D version of it. And then they also had like the dad with the mm-hmm. bicycle. And that was where Game Grumps mm-hmm. and Aaron came up with the Bad stop. Yeah, yeah, and they got like shoot with arrows and cut in half. And, yeah, yeah, it was it was a bad time, bad time to be on that bike. Um, so yeah, so I think uh back back to uh you know the issue. I, I think um uh, I think my co- my core issue is is just the. The higher ups meddling with developers mm-hmm. and telling them to push things out and that kind of thing, and I, the developers are getting a lot of blame for what's going on. Uh, especially, I can say, especially in the Diablo Four space right now. Uh, there's a lot of people saying, like, "Who are these people?" and they don't understand how to balance a game and. This game's broken because these guys don't know shit. And, like, it's there. The negativity on Diablo 4 is loud and often. Um, be, because people are essentially just throwing. I mean, it's, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, their armchair developing ideas out there. Like, this would work so much better if you did this. Or this would do so much better if you did this. And, like,. Like, I mean, you don't know that. Like, you don't even know how to code most of the time. So, like. Yeah. Um, and then they, like, when when you. Is it? This. Oh, there's a really good video. Oh, I watched a really good video. Uh, discussion and review of Spider-Man Lotus. The. Uh, in the background racist Spider-Man movie. Uh, because it's uh, okay, fan-funded and fan-made movie on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And what it boils down to is essentially the uh, director, who also apparently plays Spider-Man in the movie, uh, took the stance of, I can do it better. And mm-hmm. the movie is not good. So... Okay. It, it sort of seems to be a common trend in video games and movies and TV where, you know, all these people complaining about things are doing it from a perspective of, I have this idea and I think my idea is better and sort of thinking they can do better when, you know, they're not a game developer. They're not a movie director. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, a television director. They this is not their livelihood. They just have an idea of what they think would work better when in actuality they don't have any idea what they're talking about. Like I will say that us ourselves are very guilty of doing this. We've had whole episodes on what would you do better. Um, Just because we're enjoyers of, you know, the series or whatnot. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean that you 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 can't be right if you're not 
involved directly involved. You can be, but it's just it's really it's really hard to to do that kind of. It's not as simple as you would think every time. Like, and I yeah, I get what you say with the Spider Man thing is like, yeah, I can totally do it better, and then they can't. And yeah, I would be one of those people that can't. I have tried game development. No. Yeah. I might have some ideas I like that I would like to see implemented on a higher level. You know, last week we we did the uh the hey, you're a game studio director and you get to do these three games without any limitations essentially. Uh or you know, or we could discuss limitations if we had them. But like that's a pie in the sky idea. That doesn't mean that it's going which, to work. There's no way that I would be able to do the things that I wanted which, to do that I talked want, about I last week. Realistically, mine at the end. Sure, if you want. Um, so, like, it's just we're guilty of this too. Obviously, I want. I want to be <laughs> like upfront about that. Like, I have several times, like. Do you know how much we railed on that Monster Hunter movie? Uh-huh. Like, oh, we would do this better. We would do this. We had a whole different plots and whole different things. I mean, and like, you can't I do this. Because, I still think I could have done better. <laughs> but I think a I'm lot also of people could have done better. Movie making, but so <laughs> possibly, right. probably, and definitely, we don't not, have but whatever. Uh, we don't have the connections of the budget or. Well, time or subbing in in that theoretical. If I had the funding, the resources, both technologically and with staff, I mm-hmm. and writers and people to not yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, man me, then I think I could do better. But that's that's a world apart from where I'm at right now. So. That would never happen. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, I know. Realistically, I can't do better. Theoretically, yeah. I can do better. <laughs> which, which I think is what a lot of people yes. are failing to admit in, like, theory. In theory, they could do better. But, like, as... And yes. now that I've brought it up and I've had time to sort of remember it, like, you know, this... The Spider-Man movie was also the guy's first movie that he's made. And that's not a good thing when you think about it of how, you know, that was a passion project. A passion project like that is something that you want to build towards because just doing it right off the bat, you might not stick the landing because you don't have the experience or the wisdom to be able to properly execute the things that you want to do. And it seems mm-hmm. in this case, uh, it kind of wound up on the floor instead of on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can kind of agree with that. But if that's your only idea that you want to do, I kind of see that too, where you're just like, this is all I want to do. Just do this one thing and I'm out. And you know I could see that being a case for it but obviously uh, it didn't work out in that case uh, at all 
Um, I think people can do it on their first quote unquote real try, but I th- yeah, very I rare. Say, it's few and far it's between. Hard, harder. Like, just pulling it off yeah. out of nowhere with like no prior experience and considering what a massive undertaking filmmaking or TV shows or video games are, that's, that's pretty nuts. Oh yeah. There's the amount of people that work even on, you know, like simpler games are just insane. Or, uh, I remember, so yesterday, last night, uh, Mom and Dad and Chance and I went to go see the new Indiana uh-huh. Jones. So we drove up to Columbus. We watched it in a like one of those dinner theaters where you got to sit down and order food, and they bring it to you. So we watched the new Indiana Jones, and I remember we're looking at the credits. My mom and dad like to watch all the credits uh-huh. now. Uh, that's just a thing they do. And there's like six thousand people that worked on that movie. It's insane. But they also credited people like we were making fun of like they're crediting people who were like chefs on site. They were crediting people who drove people from like different sites between the scenes. Like there was a whole like six person or six team, like six different teams that drove people. Uh, It was like drive team one, two, three, four. Like it was like, oh my gosh. I'd say good thing that they're getting recognized because like that's a thing that didn't. No, it's good that they're getting recognized. No, and that's that's been a big push in uh, and a good push to give credit where credit's due for everyone who was involved. However, you think about this. That's how many people it took to make a pretty okay indiana jones movie i mean it's like it's big budget right it's but it's that's a lot of people right and it's an oh my gosh the the amount of software people which i specifically looked at was insane the amount of like cgi people and software people and tech support people was just like that could have been its own like that could have been the credits and you're like wow that was a long credits and it was just them um because yeah the they did um they're getting better at it i'll say this um but young indiana jones was cgi all the way oh yeah i would expect that and i just wish they would have cast a younger person instead of doing all mm-hmm. of that so tell me cuz i've been curious about this uh-huh does so they cgi over Harrison Ford? Like, he's his own, like, like, mocap, right? I assume, yes. So does he move like an old man? Because he's an old man. Like, I... Kinda? I, oh, that bothers me so much. Like, I, Kinda, I feel like you can't get rid of that. But where he's doing stunts that would require him to not be an old man in those parts, like, there's, there's a part... A stunt double. It's a it's either a a stunt double or you can tell he's entirely one hundred percent CG uh, at certain points and it is noticeable. Uh, like there, like I was like that is not a real person running across that train. Like that is not a person. Um, How about his voice? Like, does he sound like an old man? 
Well, is, isn't it just uh, Harrison Ford? It's like this? it's like the reverse. In, in this, it's not like they tried to leave off like days after the third one or whatever, or the fourth, I guess. No, it's a whole different story. Uh, I don't think they even acknowledge uh, the Crystal Skull. I've never seen the Crystal Skull, really? so I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I'm not watching that shit. No, I heard how bad it is. No. <laughs> That's funny. I watched. I don't care if Shiloh the Booth is in I, it. Uh, I watched a video the other day. Like we all, we all know the infamous refrigerator scene, but to have like an actual uh, nuclear physicist or someone who's in the uh, nuclear energy or atomic energy field uh, break down all the things that were wrong with the scene of like. You know, oh sure, yeah. I don't think I think he said uh refrigerators weren't lined with lead back in the day because you know the that's food and you're not gonna line the refrigerator with lead, which is toxic. Uh the refrigerator blows right. past the shock wave, which would not be possible. And I mean obviously just him being in a refrigerator flying hundreds of thousands of feet well thousands of feet I guess not hundreds of thousands uh, but like yeah it's flying, like that's space territory flying however many thousands of feet at like because the shockwave travels so fast like if it's traveling faster than that he's mm -hmm. going like at, I think he's said somewhere around like a thousand miles per hour or something like that or kilometers per hour like ain't no way Indy was getting out of that alive like I'm sorry but he's a red paste inside of the refrigerator there's there's no alternatives so there was a scene in this one where they had to dive down uh, from a in boat a submersible to get somewhere. Um, and I was very concerned about it. Now the depth, what did it was not as deep as I had initially imagined it uh -huh. when I said it, but I was still very much worried about like, aren't you worried about the bends? Like, aren't you like super worried about like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know when you start getting to that level. Um, but they had diving suits that like they weren't, like, they didn't have um, their own oxygen tanks. Like, there was the oxygen was on a cord that was all the way back uh -huh. up to the boat. Um, and they talked about not getting the lines crossed and that kind of stuff. Uh, really funny part, because, you know, he doesn't like snakes. And there's a bunch of eels in the water. Uh -huh. And he's like... He, uh, there's... Uh, the <laughs> Old Harrison Ford is funny to me. At least it was funny, because, like... He was like, those look like snakes. He's like, shut up. They don't. <laughs> uh, if, you, um, if you like Harrison Ford and like his delivery on stuff, uh, you need to get uh, Apple TV and watch Shrinking. He plays, yeah, he plays I, a therapist in that with uh, Jason Segal, and it's very good. Yeah, I've, yeah, I don't. I'm not getting Apple TV, but it does look good. <laughs> It, it's it's yeah, a I've, really I've, great show. I've, I can't wait to. I need to see if they're. I don't the second season. I would assume and hope so. 
I'll be watching that day one. It does sound amazing. I've liked the premise, but it said Apple TV and I was out. So that's the problem. That's a problem I have, but I will figure it out eventually. Um, but I will say like this movie, I didn't expect it to go where it did. I'm not going to like spoil anything, but like, um, I don't remember the other Indiana Jones movies that well, but he killed a lot of people in those movies. Like it just Mm -hmm. happens. Like he's not like purposely killing a lot of people, but like, uh, there's a couple parts where like his friends get killed in, in, in sort of the action and like. Um, and he reacts in a very, um, I don't know. It feels real way to his friends getting killed. Uh, cause like they just, just bar- narrowly escape like, you know, the bad guys or whatever. And then, you know, the one person's like, wow, it was so fun. We got out of there and they're like laughing and stuff. And then he just like blows up he was like that was my friend back there that got killed like he's just like like emotional about it instead of being like no that wasn't fun you idiot like that was my friend like (laughs) um i don't know it just it surprised me on how well his acting was it shouldn't surprise me he's a good actor so but it did that being a said that is entirely different thing but i was just saying the point of that, there were so many people who worked on that movie. Um, and you look at games, there's so many more people. Like, you just look at the end credits of a game, and it's like, forever. Like, if you play, like, a really big game, like, there are so many people to work on these things. Like, I don't, I couldn't coordinate with three other people on a business project half the time. Like, how do these people do this? Like, obviously, it takes a lot of you know, management and, you know, coordination and teamwork and that kind of thing. But like, damn, like, <laughs> like, just like you look at the programmers on a game and you're like, this is, that's a lot. That's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. That is a lot of people doing things and then discussing things and making this like, holy cow. It's not just the lead people like the people, you know, that are doing the lower programming stuff have to talk about stuff, too. And, oh, well, we can't do that. Yada, yada. Like I finished the messenger this week and um, that's why I started Baldur's Gate. And the messenger is like a an indie game that, you know, we're talking about sprite work. You know, it's it switches back and forth between an NES and a Super Nintendo style. So, like not super high fidelity graphics we're talking about. And it was still a hefty amount of people, like maybe 50 people that worked on this game. And it's just like, yikes. That's a lot of people. (laughs) So. It's not as easy as just saying, Hey, do this. It never is. So, uh, any other points that you want to get at for this, Sasha? Or I don't think so. No, I think it's pretty well covered. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that being said, do you have any questions about the game, Sasha? Before you? No, because I, 
I don't. I've been trying to avoid content because spoilers. I, I want to go in blind in terms of like story. A lot of sure. what I've seen on TikTok are like people making funny videos or jokes. Like uh, I made my whole party of bards and we're going to hell and oh, like stuff like that. So I've been trying to avoid anything that's going to spoil stuff for me. Uh, I don't even. I guess. I guess you could create more than one person. I don't know. I only created my character, and then I've met like the fa- the characters on the box. Like I haven't really. I'm thinking it's actually just like. Because you can do co-op. multiplayer. I think it's. I yeah. say I think it's co-op. It's like me and the boys. <laughs> yes, that can happen, and yeah. yeah, I've I've heard that 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 you can have any amount of people in the co-op join the conversation and help each other out with the conversation stuff. <laughs> um, so that that sounds fun. I do want to play this with. Uh, I would like to play it with some people, but like I, I'm not. I'm probably gonna put it down after finishing like my playthrough with my dwarf. Like I'm probably I'm probably not going to do multiple playthroughs just cuz it's so long it feels like. Like I'm like I said I'm 15 hours in and I'm not through act 1, I think. I don't know. I know it's separated in acts. I don't know if it's clear on when those acts are. I could be in act 2. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't really know. Um cuz I haven't seen anything like that. But I will say like it feels like there are always multiple situations that to ways to approach things and not just like, not just through battle, but like you can talk your way out of shit. You can just go a different direction or, or something. It's like, Hey, uh, if you do this, like these people are going to be mad at you. So I was like, so I'm going to go the other way. So they don't know where I went or they still think I'm here. Um, there's all sorts of crazy dialogue choices and situations that like I didn't expect. So that that's a real big reason why I think you're going to like it so much. Sasha is like, this is probably the most like free will in dialogue choices I've seen in a game period. Uh, Love that. So this is, this is definitely your thing. I don't know. Ace. I know you do like some things like that, but yeah, I, I definitely I have know. interest in playing it. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't know when that will end up being because uh, I haven't had really much time for a lot of time. Gaming. Um, I started playing Dead Space for the first time in like months earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And then Alex woke up and I was like, and that's over. <laughs> Darn. I think it was like yeah. 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. But I did get past the when... part that I was stuck on because of all the enemies. So I was able to get okay. past that and get to a new part. And uh, I am struggling with the puzzle. So I may oh, end sure. up just looking up the answer and taking care of that when I next play. So we'll see. There are a couple things where I didn't look up a solution to a, like a puzzle, but I did look up like, can I do this thing in the game? Because like I'm tired of beating my head against a wall for a solution that doesn't get me killed. Like I've done that a okay. couple times where I'm just like, is there something I didn't explore yet that maybe I can go do 
So like I've done that I think twice now in the game where I've looked something up, but that's yeah. it. Um, and I 100% save scum. Like I have no no like reservations about that. Like I I've, if I didn't save scum, uh, everyone would be dead several times over, and I would just I for, not. I have forget a game. the game. But there was a game where Jack was doing that, and we were jokingly give him, giving him shit for that, being like, oh, so you're cheating. <laughs> so you're <laughs> cheating to beat the uh, game. <laughs> I feel like there are certain situations where I wouldn't have known what was going to happen or going on well enough so i would have felt very cheated if i just had to roll with it that way and or it would just straight up game over and i had to reload anyways so um yeah i mean i think that was pretty popular there was a the telltale games when you know saves coming you didn't want to die would all of a sudden die and you'd be like turn off turn on turn off go back yeah um so i will say that i i don't I don't save scum for stuff like dialogue options that I didn't see going that mm-hmm. way or something. Um, unless unless it's a fight. Like, I don't... I try to win the fight if it's a fight. And then I lose the fight and then I have to go back and redo the dialogue. But like, I, if I failed a check or something in the dialogue portion, I don't, like, save scum mm-hmm. that. I just sort of let that be. Um, but it's all of the saves coming that has been for me has been combat oriented. Like today, I think I spent three hours on a single combat because, uh, I just was like, nope, can't, nope, no, I am not losing a person. I am not losing a character. I do not want to have that happen. So I will reload. Um, I will probably do that. I, I am really bad about safe scumming in Bethesda games before I go into an area that needs to load. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to lose my I'm uh, not going to lose my progress because I dared enter the vault. I have lost, I have lost, I think at most two hours of progress so far. Because what I've done, not from that, what I've done is go really far down, had no fights whatsoever, I'm in a dialogue scene, and then it turns into a fight that I didn't expect to be a fight, and I'm like, shit. So, that's also do? kind of the situation I'm in, why I haven't finished my nightmare run-through of Inquisition, is because I did not save Scum, and I'm in, I am in the fade, in a boss fight that I cannot win, and if I reload, yeah. I'm gonna lose like hours. I mean, like hours. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I think I've lost two hours at the worst. I have lost a lot of time playing this game. So if you were to make a clip of me actually succeeding through the game, I'm probably more like six hours in and not fifteen. Like, <laughs> like, uh. But it's just the way it is. Um. I will say, um, to, to switch gears a little bit, I am playing more Final Fantasy 16, and that game is turning out way better than I expected it to be. And I'm talking, like, for the story. Um, gameplay is kind of where I thought it was going to be, 
because I've played the last couple Final Fantasy games, and it's like just another iteration on their new battle system, which is fun. I like it. Um, they're adding more depth to it without making it too complex, like Final Fantasy VII. I really hate Final Fantasy VII remakes mm-hmm. battle system. It's <laughs> terrible, but um, the story also touches on stuff like racism and slavery and that kind of stuff. So like that kind of came up a lot in the videos I was watching too, as, as a, as a thing, because while their slavery, slavery and racism thing is like, you're branded with a mark and that means you're, uh, you can use magic, but the people who don't use magic, like have enslaved the people who do use magic and make them do it for them. And you're branded if you can use magic so kind of dealing with it on that aspect where everyone is essentially the same race, but it's dealing with slavery in a very different way, I guess. And, you know, exposing those evils. And of course you're liberating as many slaves as you can and dealing mm-hmm. with stuff. And story-wise, it's been really good. And I've been playing both, like switching back and forth of like, Oh man, okay. I've hit a checkpoint in this. I, feel like I'm done. Okay, Baldur's Gate! And then, like, okay, I've done, like, the same battle for four hours. Back to Final Fantasy! Like, it's kind of what I've been doing, um, with a little bit of Switch here and there. So. Okay. Well, uh, so far, both games are appearing on the Game of the Year list, and I'm not done with them, so says how good they are so far. My Game of the Year list has already knocked off three or four games from the top ten, so I have ten again this year. Because once again, I'm playing a lot of games. I, and no one else seems to be playing as many games this year. So we'll see. We'll figure it out then. But that's like six months away, right? We're good. Is it? Right? <laughs> it's only August. It's almost September, but it's only August. Hmm. School's back in session. Assessment season started this week. So even last time. Well, you said you got some time this week to play. I, yeah, so I ended up having quite a few client cancellations this week because people are going on vacations. And so I didn't go to the office at all on Friday. I sat at the kitchen table and I caffeinated and I wrote the majority of a 50-page report. I finished it today. So normally it's something that I do Saturday and Sunday. So mm-hmm. I have my brain Free thinks time. it's Sunday because of it. Oh it's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. I get when I don't have the girls on a weekend, my my time gets all screwed up. It's gonna be it's gonna be really bad though when they're here because um, yeah, the driving back and forth is gonna be worse. Mm. Found out. Uh, not only did I talked about last week where I'm forced to do it, I can't even change the county that it, that handles it because that's another law. Because you, there's some law that was enacted in the '60s. If you move away, doesn't matter. It's whatever you initially set up or split up is what handles it. Period. Just so, another reason not to live in Ohio. No, that's a. I think that's a nationwide thing. 
Is That's it? Because like, I feel yeah. like I feel like uh, it's pretty strict in some states where like once the settlement's been put in place that you're not actually able to move away without agreeing Consent? with yeah oh no no yeah no that's in there um but moving away is like uh for them isn't like a county over for their talk about out of state the only restriction is moving out of state so like it doesn't matter how big the state is like she could have just moved to cleveland which is like five hours away and it won't matter but yeah the only restrictions out of state i think She's not going to, because uh, she's pretty set up where she's at. But yeah, she's. <laughs> I just, I just don't want to drive as much, but I will be. Yikes! Just the long and short of it right now. I am going to be doing something about it at some point, but uh, like I said last week to you off camera, it's, it it has its risks of yeah. me doing it. So, so uh, that being said, um, yeah, I've got nothing else. Um, we'll f- we'll figure out off camera what we're doing next week, and uh, I don't think uh, I don't think there's anything particularly different. What's what's the three, three games? <laughs> oh yeah, here's three games. Yeah, so Go ahead. I decided on mine. I wouldn't do. Th- well, they're technically three different games, but they're three interconnected games, sort of all drawing mm-hmm. inspiration from my sort of, uh, you know, gaming history. So I think sure. I would have them set in third person, sort of like The Last of Us. And what the first one would be mm-hmm. would be sort of like. So, like, third person, like, behind-the-shoulder yeah. perspective? So it'd be an action-adventure okay. game where you're taking the role of different military personnel uh, engaging in a current war that is going on in the world. And as you progress through, okay. you find out that the enemy is working on chemical experimentation and mm-hmm. okay. is plotting to unleash the weapon to win the war or at least to beat back your side because your side is defeating them. And then I would have the end of the game because I like villains. The end of the game would have that side win and release mm-hmm. the chemical agent the disease whatever it would end up being into the world and then the second game is the follow-up to that of the world falling into chaos as both of those armies and lots of other armies around the world go down because it is just wiping out people and then also infecting people and turning them into abominations creatures not sure if i would have it be you know like zombies or if i'd have it be I, sort of I, I like knew, 
I, I knew it was coming to an apocalypse of the second game. The moment yeah. you said it started hitting other places, I was like, well, yeah. Like I said, it's drawing inspiration apocalypse. from my video game history and mm-hmm. stuff that I like. And then the third game would be the finale of uh, the last like remnants of civilization coming together to beat back the hordes of monsters and uh, mm-hmm. eventually finding a means of escaping <clears throat> the planet because it's just too overrun and they can't salvage it anymore <laughs> and adventure into space. Fuck Earth, it's de- it's destroyed. Let's go. <laughs> so that's the the we very brief Let's rundown get out of, here. Yeah. of that. And I think just because okay. I'm also up on it too, I think I would involve some eldritch horror in there and possibly have uh, celestial cosmic entities, sort of like a Cthulhu type thing, take place either in the third game or at I, the end of the I'd third have game. To... You should do They're... it at the end of the third game because, like, they get off planet and then that's when they encounter the celestial mm. beings. So I found a. Uh, it was on Facebook yesterday. A. You know, I talk about doing, like, Monster Hunter riffs on songs, right? Like, like uh, what do you, what do you call them? Parodies. Spoofs. Monster Hunter parodies for songs, right? Spoofy. There was a. There was a. Cthulhu one on my Facebook feed yesterday that was a riff or it was a parody of Skater Boy. <laughs> and it was it was like I, I can't remember all of the uh all of the lyrics, but the chorus had I'm just a cephalopod um uh, and something something I can't remember remember, but I, I was reading it as I was uh, we were writing. I, I was in the I didn't drive from uh, the movies yesterday. My my dad did, so I was just on my phone scrolling through Facebook at one point, and I saw that that yeah. reminded me <laughs> the Skater Boy Cthulhu song. I just I that's the line that stuck out in my head because it's like because the song fit really well with that line it was like i'm just a cephalopod da, 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 da. <laughs> like i saw i saw a video that uh the pokemon theme song is written in the same meter as emily dickinson poems so somebody was singing emily dickinson poems to the theme yeah. of pokemon <laughs> that's funny i love that see i love when you find those like like relationships between things uh, although um what is the is it the g major it's like most songs are written in the same yeah. chord progression like most pop songs and yeah like, i saw I, that i was just like this this makes me feel bad about pop songs this is why i don't listen to a lot of music these days because it sounds bad and the same to me so i don't know that's why I listen to weird stuff now. Just don't listen to Seabat. And look into the lore of it. Don't know. No idea what that I had is. to I explained it to uh one of my coworkers earlier this week and he was mm-hmm. he was chuckling. Would you like to know the tea? Yeah, I've Yeah. The tea? 
Sure. So Seabat is a song that became Reddit infamous because are you familiar with the idea of like uh intimate song? A song like a song that you play during sex? Yeah. So Seabat is a very bizarre song that has tons of different beats. It so- almost sounds like it's going to be like an inspirational song with like the intro because it has sort of like I would. Sasha would. I think you've heard it before, right? Have you heard Seabat all the way through? Oh, okay. It sort of has no. like a what I would describe no. as sort of like a <laughs> ethereal, airy start. And it devolves into chaos uh-huh. because it starts with like a slow rise up and then it has like a snare intro or whatever where it's like and then and then the music is like and so this apparently was someone's sex song and so it became a topic of much debate because people were questioning what the rhythm is for that then what the movements would be how that would even logistically work i gotcha and so people were creating tons of different like tiktoks around it there was one guy that was like in a black morph suit with like a white uh like halloween mask thing that was i think it was like he was supposed to be like a sleep paralysis demon um if you know anything about uh, Mormons and the uh, term soaking, um, there was there was one that came out <laughs> with the caption of like, when your when your friend says he'll give you a hundred dollars if you keep on beat and he's under like a under like a bunk bed and just like moving the mattress up and down. So. Unfortunately, I do know yeah. what that is. <laughs> oh, so, boy. Yeah. So, no. Thank you very much. I'm not going to listen to that song now. I was going to say, I thought it would be weird if you did something like The Only Thing They Fear Is You, which is one of the Doom songs. Make that one of your one of your uh, sex songs that would be because it ends with <laughs> it ends with a with a chant of everyone screaming uh-huh. rip and tear so that'd be funny <laughs> but now uh, that's 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 all my brain went to <laughs> oh boy now i Lately, I mean, I've listened to a lot of video game mm. music still, but lately I've been really into Shepherd, which is the Australian mm-hmm. band that I really like. Um, they're very poppy sounding, but I can't help it. I like I like happy yeah. tunes. But the the one that I I put it on the music sharing and stuff is uh, one of the Project Warlock songs I've been really into from the the industrial area called Blue. I don't know what it is. It just, I like it. Yeah. I just like it. That's fair. So I listen to it all the freaking time lately. Like when I get in the car and I actually start going because we're kind of backing up, it's 
slightly reduced sound, but when I start going forward, I just put on blue and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like an upbeat tempo. Um, yeah, I just no, I've not seen anything about that. Um, all of my Reddit days have been spent just looking at the Diablo forums and people complaining. No, I'm not listening to that. I, <laughs> no, you get, you, you I know you just put it the there. Context, because you need to experience listening to it for the oh. first time, and then the utter confusion that ensues. I don't want to think about how people do things to that. I don't want to. Neither like, did I, or like the millions of people it's on a the mess. internet when that popped off. This is like the, hey, it smells bad. <laughs> you should smell it. This is like the exact kind of situation, just with music. <laughs> hey, this this is terrible, and you shouldn't imagine it. Imagine it. Well, I mean, you should expect this from me because, you know, I like certain bad movies and I like certain bad games. So, like, this is sort of just par for the course with me, unfortunately. You you do did play or you do want to play Ride to Hell? Like, you did play Eventually, I want to play it. Uh... But I think want to under play. The I remember that. Yes. Like, if I were to either get it for free or get it for like fifty cents at a yard sale or something like that, where it's like I don't actually have to oh. feel bad about having paid money for it. Yeah, I mean, fair. Um, because you want to see the train wreck. Yeah. I, I get mean, you. I've, I understand. I've seen seen it. I just haven't experienced it. I don't know that I actually want, fully want to experience it just because, like, Angry Joe was pretty thorough when he tore that apart mm-hmm. with his review of it. So. Yeah, when he d- demolished it. Um, I, you guys remember I talked a lot about the visual novel mm-hmm. Leap of Faith. There's how it was uh like i it's like you don't need to play it but i really yeah. enjoyed it kind of deal i actually convinced one of my friends to play it so i'm going to see how nice. they feel <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see if they do cuz like they actually had me link it to them and stuff i i linked both the good old games and the yeah. steam stuff I, my my ire for steam is is dwindling even though i don't like it still I it's mean- just, they're looking a lot more favorable it's than PlayStation. Good. Uh, fair. My concern is that, you know, they're gonna the platform that's gonna get all the Blizzard games when they get sucked up is yeah. Steam. They've said this before, and I'm not gonna not play Diablo. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know what PlayStation was thinking with I'm that. I'm gonna be on Steam. Like how they they I do know, this all the time. Like, they get ahead and they just shoot themselves in both feet, well, they missed, and then they well, get they back on top the eventually. Mark so hard 
Like, Sasha, have you seen all this stuff with I mean, it? So they, they did. It does not have Bluetooth. No. It does not. The new PlayStation Portable thing. Yeah. It does not do cloud gaming. Which is yeah. a service that some people have play, paid for. It's essentially... The, the initial premise, if you don't know, Sasha, is, is basically it's a PlayStation 5 Switch. It no, plays PlayStation not even, 5 games not even like a Switch. It is literally a PlayStation... That's the, no, that's the thing they're trying to sell. It is a PlayStation 5 Wii U gamepad that is not included with the PlayStation 5. Because my understanding, based yeah. on what other people that I've watched discuss on it and that I've read from the site... It has to function off of your PS5 and the Wi-Fi yeah, that your thing is on. So you. So then why not just put it on your TV? Right. Like, it makes well, sense for, because like, theoretically someone like me who doesn't always have the TV or, you know doesn't have yeah. the ability to that always was be the th- playing the game with on the TV. But like that was the theory with the Wii U when I had it is that Kathy could watch whatever stupid ass shit show she wanted to watch and I could still play a game and then we would still be spending time together quote unquote. However, she would just get mad at me for playing a game while she was watching a show where we're not spending time together and then we watch the show and she'd be on her phone not paying attention sorry <laughs> but that was like kind of what it, that was the idea is like you could play while someone else was using the tv but i live well, by myself so hear me out though i feel like if i'm playing a game on ps5 mm-hmm. i'm probably playing it because it's a really nice graphic game. I don't want to play it on a tiny screen. <laughs> like, supposedly, supposedly it isn't compromising that. However, I don't. Think okay, that's but no, be but possible. but for me, like it's a it's a uh-huh. it's a personal thing. Like, sure. I've got a really nice iPhone. It doesn't compromise the integrity of graphics when I watch something on that tiny screen. But I don't want to watch it on a tiny screen. I want to watch no, it on my big TV. <laughs> I. Well, I like to watch YouTube, right? And I watch it on this computer or the TV. I never watch it on my phone. My kids watch it on the phone. I will not watch it on the phone. Like, I've, I think I've made it pretty clear from my experience of buying one several years after it launched and failed. I'm a fan of the Wii U, but I think the reason why it works is because me too. A Nintendo is the family gaming company, and I think that they designed and uh, executed that well enough to perform that function of being the family gaming system that also offers that option for the TV. But the gamepad is included with the console. Like, Also, they had really great games that were unique and used unique features that too. based on and that. And this doesn't offer that. Like... This is nope. essentially the Wii U game. It's literally pad, just just not included with the PS5, and that's one of my biggest gripes. Is that if you're going to, isn't it like two hundred dollars or something like that too? It's two hundred dollars. Yeah, two, the price 
of a switch of a switch light yes, yes. <laughs> and it doesn't have this yeah. doesn't have the same capabilities and it's not included with the ps5 which is the like one of the biggest gripes for me because like if you're going to do this mm-hmm. with you know counter to what I would say a more significant portion of the market wants, you should be including it for people who already have the PS5. You should be giving it to them or like, hell, give it for people who have gotten the the highest level of the PlayStation subscription and maintain that or like done it for people who have had PlayStation for like, five or ten years and have maintained a PlayStation right. Plus subscription for those years as like a reward slash gift to the fans. But like I don't think this is what anyone was asking for or No, wanted. they want you to. It's in No, they don't want to give it away. They I want know. you to buy I it. I know. There's no way. There's no way they would ever give something like that away. Nintendo doesn't do that. Xbox doesn't. No I'm one does saying. that. Xbox did it though. I mean, they bundled they bundled the Xbox Ones with Kinect sensors, and it did not change the price of the Xbox One. And then eventually, I, they just stopped I think the Kinect sensor, sensors. I think the Kinect sensors were different. I think they were trying to push that technology with Xbox. But it's still for a the long same. Time. It's it's. It is the same thing, though. The Kinect sensor is worthless okay. without the console. Yeah, it's true. Yes, and this thing is. is worthless without the console. So, and with without the console, so I get what you're saying. I'm just arguing that it should be free. Like this. No, but I I I think that there's like a middle ground where Ace, you say, all right, we've got like what percentage of our customers have maintained an ongoing PS whatever subscription for let's say five years or 10 years or whatever that benchmark is, it's going to be a small percentage of your actual customers. You deliver the, the device to them for free and it makes it this like exclusive thing that now people want. Right. And then I'd say, and then I'd say if it went that that way, people would be pissed. Then people who have, unless you could buy it plus subscriptions, the PS plus, get a certain percentage knock off for the subscriptions because there's three tiers. So say knock it off like 75% for having the premium. So it'd be like 50 bucks. I have the bottom tier, which is the original right, so knock tier. off like 25%. And I have had one fifty. No changes whatsoever. And I am, they were pushing me to upgrade so much even my friends were like no 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 you gotta do this like uh like, like you get so many free games i was like hey i already own mm-hmm. most of those games that i bought for 60 dollars or 70 dollars in some cases and b the other free games are not free because i don't want to pay 30 dollars more a year so that i can play a game that i don't have a lot of interest in <laughs> like i'll get my three or four free games a, a month if I care to, because most of the time they suck and I don't want to. And then I will just have the ability to play online for sixty dollars a year or whatever it is. Like I don't care. I mean, 
I've maintained the Game Pass subscription. I haven't maintained the premium PlayStation subscription, so. I mean, I've maintained the PlayStation one, but that's because I don't have an Xbox. So I, I mean, like I've had, I mean, Xbox Gold is about to, is done now, but I've had, I had Xbox Gold for, I don't know, 10 some years before I switched to Game Pass. And I've had Game Pass for like two years. I'd be one of those people that would get their free. You Game know what's, Pass. you know what's crazy? My original Xbox account is linked to my Switch from like when I got a 360 back in 2008 or uh-huh. whatever I got it because of Minecraft. Right? I couldn't remember this password for the life of me. It was so long ago. I tried to do it with Halo Infinite when I got Halo Infinite on the PC uh, whenever that came out. Couldn't remember it. Had to make a new account and everything. And I was just like, I don't know. I can't find it. And then like Minecraft was like, hey, type in your email. And I just did. And I was like, it's this one? I was like, yeah. Try to type in a bad. We don't know that password. Do you want to reset your password? Yeah. So I reset my password. And I have my original Xbox account on my Switch. So, okay. Plus cool. uh, <laughs> everything that this useless peripheral can do. Uh I can do with my phone and the backbone controller that I have. And people can especially do it now because they have a PlayStation version for both Android and mm-hmm. iPhone. Because they had it for iPhone before they had it for Android. So the capability was already there for half the price. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're talking about second yeah. screening on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, and I I did it. Yeah, I don't do the that. Backbone through no. a third-party app, and it worked just fine. So, I don't know what PlayStation slash Sony is doing with this. They looked at Nintendo, and they said, they said, look at the Switch. It's doing so many cool things. Let's make it worse. They they did they did the uh, copy my homework copy my homework but do it, but do it different or change up the answers or whatever the mm-hmm. the thing is. But then they failed the class. No, what they really they really did is they found last year's homework in the garbage can and thought it was this year's. Uh, well, they found what. 2013's homework? 2012? 2012. If you want to talk about the release of the Wii U. 2012. And said, let's just do that. 2012. I remember that year very well. It's also the release of Mm -hmm. 3 Ultimate. It's also the year of 3 Ultimate. Yeah. I don't know. It's just baffling to me. It's also called the PlayStation Portal. So it's sort of got the PSP portal moniker, but it's far worse, I'd argue, than a PSP or a PS Vita. Yeah, it doesn't have its own games, yeah. that's for sure. No storage. I'm pretty sure those had Bluetooth. Mm, PSP didn't, but 
Uh, Vita might have. Maybe not. PSP is too old for Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. True. Oh. Yeah, I had to have, like, wired headphones for that shit. Man, that shit was on UMDs. Like, (laughs) little, like, miniature, little Debbie's donut-sized discs. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the PlayStation Portal. There you go. It's terrible. Don't get it. I'm, I'm not sure. It's <laughs> and if you see me with if no. you see me with it, like one day I post that I've got it on Twitter, you better follow up with like, did you win that or something? And if. And if you find mm. out that I bought it for anything more than like, I don't know, twenty bucks, you come to Green Bay and you yeah. slap me in the face. And then we hang out and have fun. But first, oh, yeah. I slap you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Not much else. Coming up, I can I can't think of for me like like gaming wise. Although Starfield is coming, but I'm not going to be playing Scooter it right Man away. Two is coming out. What? Fall? October? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also getting um, Armored Core Six is supposed to be out. Uh-huh. Also, like I think it already came out, or it is out. And I haven't got it yet. I might play that one. I don't know. There's too many games for me to play. Like, I don't... I gotta not get something somewhere. Because I'm also gonna play Mortal Kombat, which is next month. Um, now, that one's easy. That that one's probably like a 10 or 15 hour story and I'm out. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit there and grind and try to be good at a character. I'm gonna play the story. And then I think so. Tokyo Game Show is coming up, too. And there's mm-hmm. at least a Monster Hunter Now slot for it. And other people and myself are hopeful that there's also going to be a Monster Hunter 6 announcement. But we'll see, I guess. The next Monster Hunter. I want to see it. I want to see what it is. I want to see what we're doing. I don't care if it's 6. I don't care if it's World 2. I don't <laughs> care. I just want to see it. We'll see where we go. And I want wire bugs. Yeah. I do. I don't care what people say. I think they're a fun mechanic. What about Valstrax jet shoes and jetpacks? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if they make it fun. <laughs> jetpacks. That'd be weird. All right. Um, so I think that's that's it for tonight, and we'll uh, we'll reconvene next week. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, be sure to catch us at Hunters Up Pod on X slash Twitter, and join the Discord. And if you want to follow Ace, that's at Ace Badger Gaming on Twitter slash X. And uh, yeah, we'll talk and to you next time. Catch me exiting out of existence. Bye. There slowly but surely. Bye. Bye.
Rasmus, you tweeted something today. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>